This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Hey, everybody. It's Steve Alexander and Raphael Johnson with you again for Thursday's Round Ball Stew on February 24th. Uh, Raph, how are we doing? Well, um, sports-wise, we're doing well. And <laughs> with that, I think we should, you know, I think we can all figure out what that means. So, yeah. yeah, it's uh, a little scary, a little scary out there right now. Yeah. Uh, let's take a look, since there haven't been any real NBA games happening lately in the mm-hmm. news. Um, there's some news out there, but none of it is is all that shocking we will talk about some of it let's take a look at the schedule um the remaining nba schedule how it pertains to fantasy teams what players might have the best schedules maybe um what ones might have the worst schedule and just kind of go through some of this stuff uh as it pertains to the schedule grid which you should all have a favorite place to find a schedule grid including the sports edge draft guide and, and season pass stuff has, has that as well. So um, let's start with the, the here and now Roth. There are four teams that have three games this week. Um, everybody else has two. Those four teams are Boston, Denver, Detroit, and Phoenix. And, you know, are there guys that people can look to pick up um, for an extra game, the remainder of this week? And I, I think, there are a couple. I think uh, maybe in Boston, Grant Williams is a guy who's been playing well. Now, the problem is everybody on Boston is basically healthy, and Grant Williams was really excelling when guys were not healthy, namely Robert Williams. Do you have any interest in, in picking up Grant Williams this week? I think that the reason you mentioned about Boston being comparatively healthy is why I tend to stay, stay away from him for a bit right now, but he has played well when given the opportunity. The issue is that you have Robert Williams, you have Al Hor- Horford both being healthy. How much of an opportunity is he going to get? You know, I think he's going to need about a good 20, 25 minutes per game. And it may be tough to hit that the low end of that with that lineup. So there's certainly a lot to like there, but the thing, the, the problem with him is the opportunity. I think fantasy managers better serve looking at Phoenix as a prime example if you're looking to pick someone up uh, with their three games that they have this week. Yeah. I mean, let's jump right to Phoenix. I mean, that's sort of been, I put a tweet um, on Twitter the other day. Like I literally woke up at four 30 in the morning and I was having this dream slash nightmare about Cameron Payne and Aaron holiday <laughs> and uh, Kelly Olenek. There were a couple of other guys involved, mm-hmm. like all these, this is like waiver wire, madness going on in my in my dream and and really the phoenix situation is incredibly interesting and we've talked about it a lot um if healthy cameron Payne looked like he was ready to come in and 
take the show now that Chris Paul's basically done. But Cameron Payne is not healthy. We got a report that he he was day to day per himself, and now it's starting to sound like he may not play at all mm-hmm. um, this week. And that leaves you with Aaron Holiday and Alfred Payton, and you know we haven't seen Payton do a lot in a while. Aaron Holiday, yeah. we've never really seen him be consistently good or great. So I don't know. I mean, I think if I'm going to rank these three as of right this second, I'm, I've got Holiday at yeah. the top of my list. Yeah, I would agree with that. Um, you know, we did get the chance to see Alfred Payton take on some extended minutes a little bit before the break, and he didn't offer much, you know, to the point where he was basically dropped out of the rotation. Uh, so Holiday is the definite answer of those three, but I think another sneaky option would be Cam Johnson. Um, he doesn't play the point guard position, obviously, but with Paul and Payne out, you kind of have to wonder if Devin Booker has the ball in his hands a bit more, which could in turn open up some additional opportunities for a guy like a Cam Johnson. And he's still easily accessible in a lot of fancy leagues. So that's another guy I'd have my eye on with the three games that the Suns have this week. Yeah, and I mean, I don't like picking up guys that only play 15 minutes a night, but if you need yeah. a center – and you're behind in blocks and rebounds this week. JaVale McGee mm-hmm. is putting up pretty solid numbers in like 15 minutes a night. That extra game could be key um, this week. I actually picked him up in a, in a deep league or two myself. Mm-hmm. All right, that kind of covers the Suns. Detroit Pistons, I feel like lunch lady Kelly Olenek <laughs> got off to a really, really bad start uh, on his return from injury, and he was he was very hard to roster. We did see him put up a really solid line in like 17 minutes in his last game before the break. Do you think he's going to keep it going this week? Are you, are you in for a three game flyer on a Linux? I'm in for a three game flyer on the man that you refer to as a lunch league. Um, (laughs) You know, it's quite obvious that they still see him as a a part of their plans moving forward. So I don't think at least in the immediate future, he's at risk for being shut down. So Get him out there for three games, and he gives you a different look to Isaiah Stewart. So I would definitely be willing to roll the dice on Kelly this week. And lastly, looking at Denver, they've got three games this week. Again, everybody else plays two. I think there's two one-game teams, right, Ralph? Milwaukee and Orlando? I believe so, yes. Yeah. So, you know, a three-game three week from one of these guys could make a huge difference if you've got some Orlando guys on your roster. So mm-hmm. – um, in Denver, they're pretty healthy all of a sudden. So I don't know that there's any automatic great pickups there, but Monty Morris was dumped in a bunch of leagues and then, uh, came back and he's, he's playing again. So mm-hmm. I, I don't know if he's available in your league, but three games of Monty Morris, you know, versus one game of, of some marginal player in Orlando could, could make a difference. Yeah, 51% roster, so he's kind of in that limbo, you know, that that middle zone, I guess you would say, in terms of availability. And then if we look at one of the news items, Ruff, that, and actually while we're, while we're here, I'm going to take a side note. Ruff does a great job of writing up this show. I kind of host it, but Ruff, Ruff gathers all the information, puts the show together. He, he should get a lot more credit than I do for this, this podcast. So Thank one you. of the things he pointed out was Karis LeVert, um, being injured in Cleveland, that is that's going to open the door for 
I think guys like Isaac Okoro, mm -hmm. Chetty Osman, Cleveland is one of those teams that still has a five-game week remaining. We're going to talk about that um, coming up here in a second. But that might be your finals week, week 24. Mm -hmm. um, it's the week before the end of the regular season. Uh, five games from those Cleveland Cavaliers could, could be a big deal, especially now that Karis LeVert, who knows when we're going to see him again. What What's the out, Rob? One to two weeks? Uh, one to two weeks is what I heard. So he may be back in time for that five-game week that you mentioned. But, yeah, I think Osmond – I agree with you on Osmond and Okoro. There's Larry Markin, who could be back pretty soon, uh, maybe as soon as this week, as a matter of fact. He's at 65% rostered, so you're going to have a tough time finding him. Um, Okoro, Osmond, those guys are both below 10% rostered right now. So if you're looking for a quick fix to see if he can – make up some of the production that Levert was going to give you. Those two guys are the ones to look at. Yeah, I, I think so too. And stashing those guys in a deeper league for those five game weeks is mm -hmm. pretty big stuff. So real briefly, as I mentioned, Milwaukee Bucks and Orlando Magic this week, both only have one game. So you've got all these guys we just talked about getting three games. You got, you know, Giannis and Ruff. It's, since the all-star break happened, I feel like I haven't looked at the Orlando Magic roster in about a year. Yeah. I'm not sure I can I can uh I can tell you any single player on the Orlando Magic. No, I'm just kidding. I can <laughs> of course I can of course name Markel Fultz. Mm -hmm. Uh but no, I'm just there. Uh one game from those guys is pretty pretty rough. So all right, Ralph, we could actually ask a question. Like if you if you have Giannis on your roster this week and you can only play him for one game. Let's say you got to set your lineup for the whole week. Mm -hmm. Would you play a guy like Giannis or would you start, would you start Jalen Brown for three or Giannis for one? Ooh, I would probably go Jalen Brown for three um, because two of his three games are against the Pistons and the Pacers. Um, they also play Brooklyn tonight. As for Giannis, his only game is against the Nets. So I think from a matchup standpoint, I'd rather roll the dice on a guy who's going to have two two games that seem a bit more advantageous than one superstar, than a superstar who has one game, which could be a, a kind of a difficult matchup. Giannis is definitely going to get his numbers, but I think Jalen Brown over three games would be a better choice as far as I'm concerned. Um, here, here's a better question. Aaron Gordon for three or Giannis for one? Yeah, see, that one's a bit more of a toss-up there. Because you're not guaranteed to get, you know, high-level production from Gordon for three games. But I think three versus one, I would still go with Gordon. Um, two versus one, I'd have to think about it a bit more. But three games, I'm going to take three games. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm – you know me. I'm always going for the games. So, mm -hmm. uh, Jeremy Grant for three versus Giannis. I'm going to take Jeremy. Cam Johnson in Phoenix versus Giannis. Oh, that one's a little difficult because he's coming off the bench. Um, I think I would actually go Giannis there. It's a bit of a roll of the dice since he's only playing one game, but we've seen Giannis have explosive games before regardless of the competition. So that's a case where I would take Giannis over the guy with three games. Interesting. I would probably still go with Cam because if Giannis has a bad night or fouls out or yeah. – gets ejected or is involved in a blowout. Like there's so many scenarios where 
things can go wrong. You only get that one that one game, but it is Giannis. So I mean, he could also put up a monster stat line. It's it's pretty tough. Those are fun discussions to have. And if you're still playing one of those dinosaur weekly leagues, um, trying to make those games play decisions each week is actually part of the fun of those leagues for, mm-hmm. for me anyway. Okay, let's talk playoffs, Roth. Every league's playoff schedule is probably different. Like you never, like it's hard to compare leagues. Yeah. It's hard to decide what the actual playoffs are for each league, but generally, I feel like week 21 to 24, that four four week stretch there is where where the playoffs really happen in fantasy. Mm-hmm. So looking at teams with the best playoff schedules, week 21 through 24, Cleveland comes up again. They go three, four, three, five. We talked about that five game week. Guys, we didn't talk about that for that last week, that five game week that you might want to look at come closer to the time would be Dean Wade, Rajon Rondo, Brandon Goodwin. All possibilities in a five-game week if you've got some scrubs that only play two or three that week. Mm-hmm. Philadelphia's got a really good playoff schedule. They go three, four, four, four in those weeks, 21 through 24. I think maybe we see George Nang. We might see Furky Korkmaz. We might see Isaiah Joe emerge um, late in the season if they start resting people. Mm-hmm. Uh, the that's something to keep an eye on. Portland goes three, four, four, four. I think you've got um, CJ Ellaby suddenly relevant. Justice Winslow's been playing really well. Now that Nurkic is done, um, we've got Drew Eubanks and Trendon Watford are both going to get some run. Greg Brown as well. Greg Brown is on that list. And even um, Ben McLemore could make some noise. Keep in mind the, the Blazers are are in full tank mode. So, um, what 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 was that? No, they're in they're in tenth place right now. I don't know how eager they are to remain in tenth. So, I think it's prime opportunity for you know San Antonio, Sacramento, New Orleans, even trying to make a run for that spot because, like you mentioned, they have like no star power right now outside of Anthony Simons, but. I don't know if that's going to be enough to hold on to that 10 seed. I mean, there's no Damian Lillard. There's no C.J. McCollum. Mm-hmm. Nurkic just got hurt. And in my opinion, Nurkic, Nurkic is is done for the year, right? He's not going to be back. It's at least four weeks. So, yeah, that's even if he does come back, there's not going to be enough time for him to impact, like, fantasy playoffs. No. There's a ramp up and all that. Right. And would you um, – are, are you – picking up drew eubanks or are you picking up trendon wofford what's what's your gut say there you know that man i would lean watford personally um i don't have their their upcoming schedule right in front of me but they play six straight playoff teams and amongst those you've got you know golden state who's going to play a bit smaller obviously phoenix and utah who are also on that schedule they have traditional centers so eubanks could have some value there but i think over the course of this upcoming stretch. I think Watford is going to have a little bit more in the way of fancy value than Eubanks. Yeah. I'm, I'm also um, on the Watford side of things there. Mm-hmm. Um, Washington goes three, four, four, four. Denny Abdija, I think is a, is going to be a real strong pickup the rest of the way, regardless of playoffs or not. Uh, you got rule Neto and ish Smith who, 
are both going to be playing. It could come into play. Uh, you got KCP, you got Corey Kisper, you of course have Thomas Bryant and Daniel Gafford. I think there's a lot of guys floating around on the Washington waiver wire that once things get hairy and, and guys start resting and sitting out, there's there's gonna be guys for the Wizards that are available to be picked up. Yeah. I think with them in terms of Bryant and Gafford, how much of the Kristaps Porzingis situation, you know, kind of influence things there? Uh, he's still injured. We don't know when he's going to be able to play or if the Wizards are even want to put him out on the court, given the injury history and how much time he's missed. So I I don't know. It, it feels like that center situation is one that we should know, like, to avoid, like putting your hand on a hot stove. You know you're going to get burned, but you keep going back to it. So I'd rather leave those guys alone and, and go with, like, a Denny Avdia personally. Yeah, we'll talk more about Avdia in a, in a few minutes. Um, the worst playoff schedules, weeks 21 through 24. You got the Clippers that go 4-3-2-4. So that two-game week there in week 23, like that's that's a killer. Mm-hmm. Memphis doesn't have any four-game weeks. They go 3-3-3-3 all the way through that stretch. So that's tough news for, for John ja Moran and uh, the other guys. And then you've got the Bucks again with Giannis. They go three, 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 four through the playoff stretch. So just something to keep in mind, um, keep an eye on. There's two five game weeks remaining. They're both probably they're close to the playoffs. Mm-hmm. Um, Toronto in week twenty, which week twenty is that's that's next week, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So Toronto plays five games. Uh, next week. That'll be two weeks from now, actually. Oh, yeah. I, I, yeah next week is 19 and 20 is the week after. 7th through the 13th. I lost my schedule grid. Toronto, yeah. Well, Toronto. Yeah, Toronto. Yeah, okay. I, I got it all week. mixed up. I'm sorry. Yeah. It's Five week, week next week. Yeah, week 19. Yeah. Yeah, they play two games this weekend. And then next week is a five-game week for Toronto. So, mm-hmm. In my mind, that says it's Chris Boucher time, right? Um, you know what I just said about the hot stove, right? <laughs> That's a situation that I can see it with the five games, but Nick Nurse has been so willing to play his core guys 35, 40 minutes per night that I have a hard time fully buying in on Boucher. He's 69% rostered, so obviously there are a lot of people who are still on that bandwagon, but well, I think it's not something where I would rush to go out and get him personally. Yeah, I think there's a lot of people who have probably picked him up knowing mm-hmm. that this five-game week is coming. Because yeah. to your point, like Nick Nurse and his minutes, it's been this way all year. This is no secret. It's nothing new that we're talking about. Uh, it's been pretty rough. Are there any five-game guys for the Raptors that might be sitting on waivers that somebody could pick up right now because the starters are all going to be gone. There's OG, Scotty Barnes, mm-hmm. Pascal, Gary Trent, Fred Van Vliet. Boucher is already very high uh, roster percentage. That leaves Precious Achua mm-hmm. and Kem Birch and maybe Delano Banton. Uh, Delano Banton has actually made a little bit of noise when, when guys have been hurt, but again, everybody's healthy in Toronto right now. Maybe they sit somebody with, the back-to-backs that are coming 
Yeah. I'm not sure, but there's probably not a lot left on your wire to get as far as this five game week goes. Maybe Thaddeus Young, you know, depending on the matchups. He's Maybe at 24%, but yeah, there's not a whole lot to like there. Um, you just have to hope that with two back to backs that Nick Nurse is going to sit some guys down for at least one of those games, you know, to get them some extra rest ahead of the stretch run. And in Cleveland, we talked about that week 24. They've got five games, five games left. So we covered that one pretty well. So as far as best remaining schedules, I don't know that we want to go through all these because there's so many teams that do have pretty good, pretty good schedules left. And it seems like there's a lot of playoff schedules where it's like four, three, four, four. Like overall, I think the the schedule is pretty well balanced. Are there any any teams that we haven't talked about, Ralph, with the best remaining schedules that you wanted to to highlight? Maybe the Lakers. Uh, you think about it, they're four, four, three, four during those four playoff weeks from 21 to 24. Um, with the Anthony Davis injury, I think that could be a prime opportunity for guys like a Malik Monk or a Carmelo Anthony to really step forward in terms of fantasy value. I think Monk is at, what, 50% rostered, if I'm not mistaken. Anthony at 47. So they're kind of in that middle ground like a Monte Morris in terms of availability. But you look at some of the other guys in that roster that are easily easy to pick up. They haven't offered much this season. Like a tail in Horton Tucker, I think that ship is is left the port. Um, Dwight Howard, he may see some ex- extra minutes in certain matchups, but we've seen how much they've wanted to play LeBron at center because they haven't gotten much from Dwight or, or DeAndre Jordan. So I think Monk and Anthony are the two guys that kind of pinpoint there with the Lakers schedule. Yeah, I like that. And um, I've got Malik Monk in several leagues. He's mm-hmm. sort of uh, – he's been pretty fun. Let's talk about James Harden for a second in Philadelphia now. Obviously, he's not going to be sitting out there in your league. You can't just go pick him out, but pick him up. But I think the Philadelphia schedule is actually going to work out pretty well for him. Ralph, you point out that Philly doesn't have a single back-to-back in weeks 21 or 22. Both of those are four-game weeks. Both of those should be prime playoff uh, material. Coming off this hamstring injury, we haven't seen him in a minute. Um, Not having back-to-backs in a four-game week is a pretty big deal for James Harden. Oh, yeah, it's huge. Um, Like you mentioned, we don't know exactly when he's going to be available to play, but I would imagine that he would be back in action by that point. And if so, you're talking four game weeks where they can get him some rest in between games. I think that's going to be be big. The, the key is the, the chemistry factor between him and Joel Embiid and to a lesser extent, Tobias Harris, how those guys all work together. But I think this is a good situation, provided there are no hamstring flare-ups for James Harden. Okay, let's take care of some business real quick. NBC Sports Edge Plus is giving you an NBA midseason offer. Get 20% off an Edge Plus annual subscription throughout February when you use promo code STU20. Finish your fantasy regular season strong at one low price. Go to NBCSportsEdge.com slash Edge Plus. Use promo code STU20 at checkout and save today. And then download the NBC Sports Predictor app powered by PointsBet and enter this week's free NBA pick and roll contest for a chance to win $50,000. We're highlighting matchups between the Celtics and Nets, Hawks and Bulls, and Cavaliers and Pistons. Due to the All-Star break, this week's contest will be on Thursday, 
So if you don't have the Predictor app yet, download it now. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Do you want a beautiful lawn? Enter True Green, the easiest way to get a great lawn. Just water and mow and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and more. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour. And they have a verified best price, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com, T-R-U-G-R-E-E-N.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people. Guaranteed. Start clean with Clorox because Clorox delivers a powerful clean every time. Because messes happen. Because... I got the charcoal mess. Great, because why would I put that on my face when I could drop it in my sink? This is what I get for multitasking. Ugh, why is charcoal so sticky? Uh, hello? Hey, Janice. I am so sorry. I thought I was on mute. <laughs> no, we don't need to reschedule. I'll just stay off camera. Ooh, yeah, that happens. So start clean with Clorox. Use Clorox products as directed. All right, Ralph, back to this. As far as... um. We've kind of talked about some of these guys as far as players that you want to look at to pick up for the rest of the season um i threw together a little bit of a top five list feel free to disagree with any of these they certainly this is my list not yours uh, i'm just asking you to comment on it um chetty osman i think with that cleveland schedule um and he's always on the he's always on the edge of of being a good player um mm-hmm. I think he's worth, I think he's worth a, a flyer at this point. If you have somebody to drop, yeah, you know, with a Levert injury, that kind of clears some things up for him too. So, I would agree with that. Uh, we talked about Trenton Watford. I think he's, I think he's a top five player to grab right now. Now, Watford's a, really a completely unknown commodity. So, he could come out this week and be awful. He could come out this week and go nuts. I don't really know what's going to happen. But I think, given this Nurkic news, I at least want to want to take a flyer on him and see what happens. Yeah, I think the one negative in terms of position for him is that he's only eligible at small forward in Yahoo leagues, so that, that's kind of tough there in terms of taking a flyer on him. Like if he was a small forward slash power forward, I think I'd be a bit more inclined to go ahead and do that. But that's something that managers will probably have to take into consideration there. And then staying in Portland, C.J. Ellaby. Again, no McCollum, no Lillard. Uh, Justice Winslow's carrying the load for them right now. Like yeah. something's got to give. I think I think CJ Ellaby is a guy that is tank safe, and they can just roll him out there and let him do whatever he wants. And I think he he could be really fun down the stretch. Yeah, he's only one percent rostered too, so you're not going to have to deal with it. A groundswell of managers looking to, to pick him up right now, obviously. So, yeah. Any love for Pokashevsky these days, Rob? Pokashevsky has actually played really well over mm-hmm. his last four games. Um, SGA is coming back for the Oklahoma City Thunder. Uh, how much they play him, we'll have to see. Uh, I feel like Poku 
Hoku needs guys to be out to have success, but Lou Dort is not playing. Is it tonight, Thursday night? I don't think uh, Lou Dort's out. So, so, so there's still hope for Poku. I mean, where are you? Where are you with Poku as a, a long-term pickup for the rest of the season? I don't really think it's that big of a gamble, to be honest with you. Uh, like you mentioned, he's he's been playing well, and he's on a team where those young guys are going to play as much as they can. As he's coming off the bench, but he can still get a good 25, 28 minutes per night in that role. And he's given he's been a good rebounder. He's given some defensive stats as well. So, yeah, I'm on board with Pokashevsky. Took a little while to get on that bandwagon, but I'm, I'm there now. Well, and I mean, it, it was weird because – Oklahoma City went from not playing him at him at all to suddenly mm-hmm. throwing him out there for 25 minutes a night. I just happened to latch on to him right as that minute thing started happening. So uh, I got lucky. I don't know. I, I hope that Poku finishes up strong. Um, and then I think my, uh, my number one overall guy for the rest of the season, and this is a guy I told Matt Straup I was done with and wasn't going to touch again is Denny Abdija. Mm-hmm. Um, just because the, the opportunity for him in Washington is huge. And out of all these guys, I feel like his minutes are the most guaranteed. His role is the most established. And it just, I just feel like he's going to, he's going to finish up strong. That's fair, but I would like to suggest a different name for that top spot. And that would be Alper and Shingun. Um, I, was, I was just looking at this like, why, where's Shingun? But we were yeah. putting this together based on, on schedules, but yes, Shingun. Mm-hmm. Let's talk about Shingu. Yeah, and then the thing about that, the, the playoff weeks, Houston is 4-3-4-4. So you're going to get ample opportunities to roll him out there. And at a certain point, he's going to have to get over 30 minutes per game. Like, that team is bad. They're not going to be a playoff team. So you want to get those young guys as much time as they can handle. I don't see why he wouldn't easily get the 30 minutes per game, especially in the aftermath of the Daniel Tice trade. So... Yeah, that, that's the guy I'd be all aboard on. I think he's 36% rostered right now, too. So he'll be available in a lot of standard leagues. Ralph, we've been talking about it all year. And I keep saying, you know, I don't want us to get to the point with uh, Alperin Shangun or Denny Abdija for that for that point, for that matter, where we're at week 19 or week 20, and they still haven't done anything yeah. for their fantasy managers. Because at some point... <laughs> they just become a total bust and it's Mm -hmm. been a total waste of time this year. But I think, I mean, we were saying this a month ago, like they have to play Alperin Mm -hmm. Shingun 30 minutes a night going forward. And they, they still haven't done it. So I, I still, I'm with you. I still feel like it's coming, but man, it's been a, it's been a long, painful, painful long road, but yeah, I'm with you. I think Shingun is another, another guy that should be picked up. All right, week twenty. Should we you, should we take some some viewer questions, or should we take a look at these individual weeks, like week 20, 21, 22? What do, what do you what do you think? I, I think we should listen to the people. I was gonna say, I feel like we've covered we've yeah. covered the games played angle. We we've exhausted that uh, fire. I think let's let's go to the people see what they say. I think there's some good questions in here. I didn't study them. Uh, Oreo says, I think Cam Johnson is a good stream for these next few days. And that's, that's exactly what you were saying, Ralph. Dave, 2099, any word on illness of KPJ, Kevin Porter Jr.? Do you start him this week or not? My, my thought is 
that illness injury was from before the all-star break. I mean, he should be fine by now. I'm leaving him in my lineups unless there's new new news out there that I'm unaware of. He's still listed as questionable right now, so we'll see what happens there. I think my concern is the Dennis Schroeder factor. Um, you now have a, a true point guard in that rotation. What does that do to Kevin Porter's usage and how much time he spends on the ball versus playing off of it? So I think I'd be, be a bit more concerned about that than I am his illness personally. Mm. I just want him to play. As long as he's out there playing, like I, I know mm. he can play small forward. He can play shooting guard. He yeah. can play point guard. I just want to make sure he's playing. And I, mm-hmm. I feel like that he's been listed questionable with the illness for so long that hopefully he's off the injury report once they start dropping this afternoon. But yeah, it's, it's something to keep an eye on. I think, I think you can start him with confidence as far as the illness goes, but he's still on the injury report. So we'll, we'll see. Ralph, here's one from Dr. G what's up with OG and Anobi. He's been underwhelming this month. Is he hurt? Ralph, have you looked at, have you, do you, do you have any shares of OG and Anobi? Do you keep, keep tabs on him on a regular basis? I don't have any shares of OG Ananobi, but I think he's in a tough spot from a usage standpoint. When you think about Fred Van Vliet and Pascal Siakam, and then Gary Trent Jr. as as well. So I think that's been the biggest reason why his fantasy production may not be as high as some managers would like to see it at right now. And I feel like he got off to a really rip-roaring start this year. Like his first half was pretty big. And then... I guess Toronto maybe got healthy and yeah, because uh, Siakam missed what the first month or so of the season, so you know that's part of it. And yet Scotty Barnes in there as well. So oh, it, they're kind of like clones in a sense outside of Van Fleet and Trent, where they have a lot of guys who are similar body types who do a lot of the same things in terms of the, the all-around skill set. So. That can make it difficult for someone like an, like an Ananobi who may get the short end in terms of touches on occasion. Here's a one-game one game statement. Uh, <laughs> Jay Garcia jams that I just dropped Mo Bamba. And, and, you know, there was a time earlier in the season when Mo Bamba hit all those threes and blocked all those yeah. shots and was going crazy. Like, you're not going to drop Mo Bamba. But, man, he is really quieted down and cooled off. And with one game, I think, and you had to drop somebody. I, I, I'm kind of, I'm kind of okay with that. Here's how good Mo Bamba was early this season. He's still Orlando's top ranked fantasy player in nine cap for this for the whole season. <laughs> and that, you know, so that kind of tells you how good he's been, how, how good he was to start the season, and also how poor that team has generally been as a whole. Tells you how bad the Magic are, and it tells you why I could not remember a single Magic player earlier. Although, believe, Carter, yeah. believe me, Wendell Carter Jr. and Cole Anthony are ingrained in my in my brain. Cole Anthony yeah. has been has been pretty fun, but yeah, I mean, I get the drop in Mo Bamba, and I'm okay with it. Um, what is it? Busy twenty four is Nurkic a drop? Championship round ends April tenth. Yeah. I mean, to me, that's a that's a no, no questions asked. Mm-hmm. You move on. Same yeah, way. I agree with that. Like we were talking about earlier, he's going to have to ramp up if he's cleared to play. So that's going to. I think that makes him a non non factor as far as fantasy playoffs are concerned. Is Anthony Davis an automatic drop for you? <sighs> Man, I think he is as well. 
I think if you're going to have Nurkic as a drop, then Davis kind of has to be as well. So, yeah. And Damian Lillard, I, I've moved on from him a, lo- a long time ago. Are you? Yeah, I watched his interview with uh, Draymond Green, and it didn't sound like a return this season was all that promising. So, yeah, he's another one that I think it's time to kind of let go and try to find some other options. Um, Sniper wants to know, is Eubanks the starter now that Nurkic is out? We kind of talked about this already. You and I are in the Watford camp. Would I be shocked if Eubanks ends up starting and, and Watford comes off the bench or, or Eubanks plays a bigger role than Watford? I would not be surprised by that. But my thought is they're, they're going to give Watford, the guy who's been there all year, um, the first chance out of the gate over, over the newcomer. But I think it's going to depend on the matchup. Like, you know, they play Golden State tonight. That may be one where they're more inclined to start Watford. Uh, just, you know, Kevin Looney's obviously a center, but you can probably get away with having a smaller option there. Their second game this week against, is against Denver. And I think that's one where you see Eubanks start out against Nikola Jokic, and then they work from there. So I think it's going to be matchup-based more than anything. Uh, here's a Jay Garcia jam question that, that's pretty chock-full. I have Davion Mitchell and Dante DiVincenzo. I have to drop one to bring Isaiah Jackson off the IR. Who do I keep? Ralph, I'm going to let you go first. I know my answer. I am going to keep the big ragu, Dante DiVincenzo. That, that's that's my guy. I'm going to pick. I'm going to keep him instead of Mitchell. I know Mitchell can probably get you a bit more defensively. But I think DiVincenzo, in terms of what Sacramento is looking to do in terms of getting into that play-in tournament chase, I think he's a guy that I feel a little bit more comfortable with fantasy-wise right now. Wow. I'm hanging on to Davion Mitchell and dropping Dante DiVincenzo. So, so there you go. We gave you no help. Uh, <laughs> it depends on who you want to listen to. Me or Ralph. Fine, man. I'll tell you what, Davion Mitchell has been a little disappointing. I thought he was going to go off um, once they got Tyrese Halliburton out of there, and it really hasn't happened. So I I can see – I mean, it's, it's probably a coin toss. Maybe DiVincenzo's the guy. I don't know. But I'm still going to hold the faith in Davion Mitchell. You, you don't trade Tyrese Halliburton without elevating Davion Mitchell. Like, I, I, the Kings, man. I think it was more about making sure that De'Aaron got all the touches at the point than Davion Mitchell, personally. But. Yeah, you're, you're right. I mean, it, that's that's the thing about that move is they've locked into it's all De'Aaron Fox all the time now. So, Dave2099 again with a, an excellent question. We have not talked about Isaiah Jackson yet. Um, he seems to be the guy we talk about every week mm-hmm. ad nauseum. Thoughts on starting Isaiah Jackson this week? Will he blow up again? Like before the injury, I'd have to drop Shengun to get him. Yeah, I'm not dropping Shengun. I think Jackson's got a lot of promise, especially once he's fully healthy from that ankle injury. But yeah, I'm not. If you have to drop Shengun to, to get him, I, I would not do that personally. Uh, I, I'm with you, Ralph. I need, again, if Jackson would have been able to play this whole time, we'd be in a totally different, totally different situation. Um, Goga Bataza is on the injury report. Um, looks like he's day to day. Isaiah Jackson, I don't know if he's going to play. I mean, I I can't take a flyer on Isaiah Jackson and cut a guy like Shingun unless I know Jackson's going to play. And I just, I just don't know if he's going to play. And it's, it's been rough, man. I, I'm really sad that we did not get to see the entire 
Isaiah Jackson's show this year. Oreo wants to know Alec Burks for two games or Cam Johnson for three. Now, Roth, let's talk about the Knicks for a second. Kemba Walker, we did not we did not mention that yeah. Kemba Walker is not going to play again for the Knicks this season. <laughs> I can't talk about the Knicks without laughing, chuckling, because it's just such a disaster. A national embarrassment, as Stephen A. Uh, likes to say. Is Alec Burks the point guard again? Or are they going to give it to quickly? Like, what's going to happen there? It sounds like Burks is going to be the guy, even though you can argue that playing the point has really limited his effectiveness. I guess you go with him merely because of the fact that he's going to be starting. But it's not a choice that really excites me at all in terms of either him or Cam Johnson. Hmm. I think I'll take Cam, Cam in the extra game. Hmm. Um, would Burks not be better suited coming off the bench as a six-man, like scoring option and letting someone, an actual point guard, run the point? I mean, am I crazy? Yeah. No, you're, you're not at all. But the, the thing is, not so much who else is available, but who does Tibbs trust to run the point? Uh, obviously, Derek Rose is still out injured. So he he's a non-factor in that conversation. Doesn't seem to trust Emmanuel quickly, and he hasn't played Deuce McBride at all. So at that point, yeah, I, I don't know. It, I just want this season to end, to be honest with you. <laughs> As a Knicks fan, you just yeah. want it to be over. Yeah. Uh, Brian. Like a lot over the last two decades or so. so. Uh, yeah, it's been a long, <laughs> it's been a long, long, strange trip. Um Brian says, I hope Kyrie gets playing home games soon. I just lost CP3. Rob, we've been talking about this for several weeks, too. I've been leaning towards, I think Kyrie is eventually going to be cleared to play home games. We don't really know what's going to happen in the middle of the politics, but I, it sounds like the mayor is pushing for this now. And okay. has your sense changed at all like do you do you feel like it's heading towards Kyrie the mandate's going to be lifted and Kyrie's going to be able to play or do you think we're not there yet I think it will eventually um you can get into the data in terms of cases and whatnot and how that will impact the city's decision I think the question is when will it happen you know what is what is the city's timeline on this that that we don't know so I think that's the biggest thing that's kind of hanging over this but I'm kind of in the camp of expecting there to be a change at some point. We just don't know exactly when. I am going to predict that it changes by the time we do this podcast next Thursday. Really? I think it's going to happen in the next week. Because Steve Nash is talking about it. He's getting excited. Kyrie's getting excited. The, the mayor's talking about it. I just feel like I feel like maybe like Monday he's going to come out and, and try to do something with it. Now I'm not a real doctor. I do not live in New York. I'm not a politician. I have no idea what's going on. I just get the sense from the, just the chatter that I've seen that, that uh, it's going to happen. And I feel like it might happen sooner than, than later. Oh, Ralph, here's a good one. Busy 24. Would you drop Chris Boucher for Alec Burks? Hmm. <laughs> God, man. Oh, See, now, now that is that is five games. It's a good question. Two, it's five games versus two games this week. Yeah. Right? Yes. Toronto's at five next uh, week 19. Yeah. You know, I, I probably would. You know, five versus two or three versus two is a completely different situation. Are um, the, do the Knicks only play two next week? Is that actually? Let's see. We need to look at that. Yeah. Uh, the Knicks, Knicks next will week. only play three games. 
three so games. So five so versus three. Yeah. Five to three. Yeah, five five to three. Yeah, I would go with with Boucher because, like we mentioned, they've got two back to backs in that stretch. So, I would imagine at least one of those games, Boucher would be able to get to about twenty eight minutes. And we've seen him have nights with the, with the three point shooting and the block shots where he can be really effective out there. So, Nick Nurse also plays him in cycles, and mm-hmm. we're coming off a down cycle, like a really mm-hmm. long down cycle for Boucher. We could walk out there tonight and play 25 minutes and, and have a great week. So they've got two games the rest of this week, and then next week is the five-game week. But mm-hmm. at this point, I think I'm – if I've got Boucher right now, I think I'm holding on to him until after the five-game week. Yeah. Then as soon as that five-game week is over, especially if he was a dud in that five-game week, you, you move on. But I don't think you drop a guy coming up on a five-game week right now. Yeah. Unless the unless the guy you're picking up is so good, you just can't avoid it. But I don't think that's Alec Burks either. Like Burks yeah. has some good games and, and he will have some good games. But um, yeah. Uh, Sniper wants to know: Is Draymond Green a drop? I believe so. If you need actual production for a playoff run, I think he is a drop because are you looking at three to four weeks out for him still? So. Yeah, I don't think he's going to be back in time to help you in terms of fancy playoff run. There's also the, the, the ramp-up process, and their priority is to have him ready for a deep playoff run, not the end of the regular season. So for that reason, I think Draymond is a drop. You think he is a drop? He is a drop, yes. Wow. I was thinking that if you've held on to him this long and, and we get word that he's coming back um, in a couple of weeks, hopefully – that maybe you hang on, but I'm just not a Draymond guy. Like, I don't, he wouldn't be on my team to be in that position anyway. So I'm fine with dropping him. Ralph, I can get on board with that. Uh, all right, last question, and then we're rolling. Um, drop Io, the Sumu, which hurts me to even say those words, for Chris Boucher next week, Lonzo and Caruso back soon. I mean, if Lonzo and Caruso are back, that is definitely going to hurt Io. Mm-hmm. Um, and maybe maybe you take the five game flyer on Boucher. What what do you think, Ralph? Oh, I think that one's a bit tougher than Burks, just because Dasimu has been consistently productive, you know, in that spot starter role for the Bulls. So I think I, I would also go with Boucher, but it's going to be a far tougher choice than that Boucher versus Burks question that we we had a couple minutes ago. I agree, and it really does also depend on if both Lonzo and Crusoe are back. If one Mm -hmm. of them's back, um, I probably still hold on to Io. I mean, the Bulls have fallen in love with Io, and he starts for them. He plays almost 40 minutes every game. Some games he doesn't really do anything, but he's out there on the court doing stuff that doesn't necessarily show up in the box score. And I think they really like him a lot. He's the future. I mean, maybe they're – Maybe they're like, Alex Caruso can take a back seat now because we want to keep Io doing what he's been doing for us for the last month and a half. So uh, I don't I don't know that Io's an automatic drop, but as someone who has played Io a lot this year, there are those stretches he goes through where he doesn't do a whole lot. And maybe five games from Boucher. You know what? It probably depends on what Boucher does in this two-game week we're in right now. If Boucher has two decent games this week, then I'm going all in. Uh, next week, and I'll, I'll drop whoever I have to to make it happen. Yeah, it's a good way to put it. Yeah. I'm going to go with that. All right, Ralph, any uh, parting parting thoughts? Any shout-outs? 
Um, no, just thanks to the viewers and listeners again for, for tuning in. Really appreciate it. Yeah, it's fun, man. I, I enjoy these uh, these Thursday jams. I'll be back Friday with Jonas and Matt Straup to cover some waiver wired stuff. Straup and I'll be here Monday. Ralph, you, you're on the 5x5 five five on, is it Wednesdays? Wednesday, you do that? Yes. Yep. You'll be back on Wednesday, so plenty of uh, plenty of Doc and Ralph coming your way because you know our faces were completely made for this video realm <laughs> we're both beautiful beautiful people yeah. all right man uh Rob, have a good weekend y'all take care take care guys. the longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards the longest field goal ever missed also 76 yards why bring this up because knowing your limits matters both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Start clean with Clorox because Clorox delivers a powerful clean Every time. Because messes happen. Because... Hey, listen. Remember how you told me to toss those takeout containers before we left for vacation? And you were like, I'm serious. If that leaks over the counter, it'll be a slimy abomination by the time I get back. And I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course. Don't worry about it. I won't forget. <laughs> well. Ooh, yeah. That happens. So start clean with Clorox. Use Clorox products as directed. Rinse after use if in contact with food surface.